Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. We are having a, a, a really serious look at the book of Philippians and I believe as we did yesterday, as we talked about the evil workers and the dogs, and we've seen so much. I mean, we've, we've transitioned from chapter two, where we transitioned from Timothy, we, we transitioned from Epaphroditus, and, and then all of a sudden we get to the point where we're being warned about people in the flesh and people on earth here, and they're, they're like dogs, they're, they're evildoers, they're talking about concision, cutting people, hurting people, and, and, and Stephanie, it's always a wonderful time to have you with us and uh, thrilled to have you as a co-host. How are you doing today? I'm contemplating a lot reading through this passage, to be honest. Boy, it's got me in a contemplation place as well. And there's so much going on. I mean, if you take the book of Philippians at face value, you know, everybody says it's the book of joy because it has rejoice in the Lord. It talks about joy. and uh, But it's so much more than that. It's, it's, it's a way of life. You know, the, the book of Philippians is a way of life, brethren. And, and, and I think as we go through chapter 3 here, and, and uh, we're talking about that. And again, I, I apologize if you hear some air conditioning. It's really hot here in middle of summer. The dog days of summer, not to steal anything from the last podcast. But it says here in chapter <laughs> 3, in verse number 4, I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. And so he's getting ready to tell us about what he's done in the flesh and where he's going, how he's a pure Jew. And, and you know, Paul's got a lot of things to throw on the table here. He, he was trained by Gamaliel, who was the, you know, that was like going to Harvard University of the day. And yeah. Gamaliel was the guy. He was the man. He was the one that was going to make a difference. And, and Paul's saying, you know, I, I, I've got the training. I know where you guys are coming from. I, I can tell the difference between a dog and evildoer and someone who's going to cut me. I know what that looks like. And, and, and Paul's beginning that here. He's taking them on, uh, you know, on these Judaizers. He's taking them on at their own place. He's, he's taking on these Scythians right where they are. He's saying, oh, you're religious. And, and, uh, uh, and you're godly, and, and you're this, and you're righteous. And isn't that always true? By the way, my, whenever I say you're righteous, my watch talks to me. I, I think it has a direct link, <laughs> direct link to hell. But anyway, going back to the important thing here. Uh, go, going to the important thing is here, is Paul's kind of explaining in a way that, hey, I got this. I know where you dudes are coming from. I know what this is all about. And uh, he's taking them on. He doesn't care. He knows God's word. He's lived for it. And uh, and remember the Lord's words to him over there in Acts chapter 9 where he says, Saul, Saul, uh, why persecutest thou me? We remember he started at Saul and, and God gave him a new name. God gave 21 new people a new name in the Bible. And when God gives you a new name, it changes things. And when God gives you a new name, it works, man. It's it's a good deal. And so, Stephanie, here we are. He's talking about what he, he once had and, and what's going on here, talking about confidence, confidence in himself, really, as we read it here. And and, and what do you think Paul's dealing with there? What do you, why do you think he's bringing this up? Well, I think he's bringing this up because he's been he's kind of Contrasting the, um, I think he's trying to contrast the dogs and evil workers that he talks about up above. Yeah. And um, 
he's saying, you know, they're, they've got a lot of confidence in the flesh and hence why, you know, hence why everything's messed up in their lives. And then he's saying, if anybody, you know, if anybody has a right to be confident in their flesh, it's me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think he's just, I think he's trying to contrast here what our lives are supposed to look like compared to someone whose life is full of confidence in the flesh. And this is a scary subject because, especially in American Christianity, um, there is so much confidence in the flesh. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a really scary thing. Well, it's almost at a point, I think, and I think we all have to be careful of that. We certainly love our heroes in the faith and those types of things. But some people can get goofy. Mm-hmm. And some people can go yeah. in the wrong direction. And, and I think I think that's kind of what Paul's talking about there. But then he goes to five, verse number five. And right there he says, I was circumcised the eighth day. And Jewish tradition is a boy gets circumcised on the eighth day. And uh, he said, I lived up to that. I lived that life. I was born to Jewish parents. The rabbi was waiting there on the eighth day. And then he says, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He's saying, listen, man, I, I, I get this. Man, I was raised that way. I, I, you know, I was memorizing Daniel and Leviticus. And I was, you know, I know the Levitical law. I, man, I knew Exodus at three years old. I, uh, I know about Abraham. You know, he's saying, I get it. But man, I, I, I met Jesus. And, uh, and you know, folks, that should be the defining thing in our lives. There's a lot of things that can define, define us in this world, but that should be the defining thing in our lives. You know, they talk about circumcision as being a defining thing as a Jew. And, and we're not just talking about the fleshly act of circumcision. We're, we're talking about the heart. And, you know, and today we, we, we would compare that to uh, stepping out in baptism and, and having that obedience in God, you know. And, and uh, that's why I, I was a person, you know, as a pastor and stuff, I would never hold anybody back from baptism unless they were like three years old or something. When someone was ready to step out in obedience, I helped them, praise God. And, and, uh, and man, it was time. Someone got, you know, and, and I think what's going on here is Paul's talking about, you know, I'm a pure Jew. I, I didn't come in the back door. I didn't come in the side door. I, I came in all the way. And, uh, you know, I, I went through this. I have a tribal claim, you know. Uh, I'm of stock of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. And, and uh, you know, the tribe of Benjamin. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, that Benjamin, that's where the first King Saul came from. And, and, uh, uh, and you know, there's so many connections that you could, you could follow up to present day. And, and, and then he says, I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. And, and, and he's going on to say both of my parents were Hebrews. You know, my family, go. my yeah. grandparents were Hebrews. Our family was Hebrews. Uh, we weren't only circumcised in the flesh. It was real to us. It was something we got going on. Then there at the end of verse 5, it says, As touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, then going into 6, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is the law, blameless. So Paul had been a fundamentalist Jew. He, he, he touched the law. He was pharisaical. He goes on to say, man, I was persecuting people. I was, I was doing these things. That was my past glory. You guys want to see glory when you guys are all messed up or we're nigh the devil and not nigh God. I can give you that testimony. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, don't we meet so many people, Stephanie, that are uh, yeah. just coming into Christianity who think they are the cat's meow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I think there's what's huge to me here is, um, you know, this list of good works that he had performed and, you know, he was a chosen one as a, as a Jew, he was chosen. And, um, so yes, this could, you could apply to, um, apply this to an unsaved person too, you know, where they're doing their good works and they're seeking to earn their way to heaven by doing all these wonderful things and that you know the fact that that gains us no merit but i also think this can apply to christians because you know we tend to put a list of rules on the defining factor of this makes me a godly person and we almost give ourselves our own list of good works to um earn favor with god and in the end those works even as God's child, when they're done in the flesh, and that's the point of this passage, when we do anything, even as God's children, no matter how good it is, if it's done in the power of our flesh and not done in the power of God's spirit and for the glory of God alone, it's as worthless and as much dirty rags as an unsaved person's works. Exactly. And that's, I think that's what God is, or what God through Paul is trying to hammer in here. And he's going to say that, that in a minute. He's going to all but say that in a yeah. minute. And he's saying, I'm fan- yeah. I was fanatical. He said, I, you know, I Even was... Even being blameless. Yeah. That's I'm... what's incredible to me. It en- ends it with blameless. In other words, you can have that great reputation. You can have all of that going for you. But if it's all been done for yourself and in the power of your flesh, it is worthless. Yeah, he goes on to talk about and, and concern and zeal. I was fanatical is what he's saying. I was persecuting mm-hmm. the church. I was, you know, I was touching the righteousness of the law. I was praying so many times a day, facing in the right direction. I was pharisaical in my beliefs. I yelled at people that, that look like real Christians. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's pretty craziness. But he's saying, I did all that. And then he goes in verse 7, he says, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Wow. What's the mm. difference there, Stephanie? How, how do you go from being that fanatical Jew, killing Christians? How do you go from that guy, a pharisaical? How do you go uh, being the guy that all the young Jewish boys wanted to be, kind of like the orthodox uh, uh, Muslims we deal with today around the world? How do you go from that to counting all that loss? Well, I think we go to the beginning of Philippians 1.21 where Paul says, for to me to live is Christ. And Christ is our life. Christ, as, as Christians, real Christianity, Christ is, our, is your life. He's your all. And um, I think there's what, what Paul is saying here is those things, are literally worthless rags. Yeah. Because I didn't have Christ as the center, as the root of any of those things. And where Christ becomes literally, he is our life, he is our breath. He is our oxygen. He is our living water. He's that bread of life. And you think the names of God and um, all the things Jesus called himself. Yeah. And compared himself to he is our all and that's good that's yeah. what paul's saying none of this other stuff was christ it was all me it was all about me and it was about all about what i could do and i think what paul's trying to tell us is i was a proud arrogant jerk and i was a blameless great 
religious, have my ducks in a row, you know, person. But when the rubber met the road, it was worthless rags. It was trash. That's the truth. And, and, and you know, that's, that's how we should look back at our past lives. You know, some people romanticize their uh, Casanova-ness and their lustful life and they get saved and they go back and look back and say, I did this and I did that. And, you know, I run into men and women who look back at that with some type of reverence. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's no glory in that. That's all counted loss. We're talking about serving. And, and you know, Christ isn't the replacement of all those things. He's more than that. He's God. He, you know, we don't need those things. We're not replacing bad things. We're, we're adding God. And, uh, you know, we're adding God to the recipe. We're, we're making a difference. Those things are coming to a different place. And, and uh, you know, I know I was a, a fanatical Jew. I know I was these things. And I was the Hebrew of Hebrews. I was, I was living for the law. You know, I was, he was a tent maker. And I mean, he's down there making tents and every weekend he's doing his weekend drills, killing Christians. And, and that's what's all, you know, he was once hailed for this. He was, he was looked to as being someone great for this. And, and so what's the, what's the answer? How do we, and, and, you know, I mean, to die is gain. I get that. And, and, you know, you got, you got someone out there listening today and said, well, you know, I did this in the military. I did this in life and I did that. And I built this and I donated this. I donated, I donated that. How does somebody get rid of that junk? How do we do that? Well, I think there's, there's a huge element here of coming to that point of, wow, really having to swallow hard and saying all this stuff is um, counting all gain is loss is what comes to mind of just where anything else. I think God has to become so big to you, nothing else matters. And yeah. that's the key because he has to become so much your love, so much the one that you think about, so much the one that you see, you know, that that's before your eyes constantly where you love him so much he's all that matters and I don't think that happens unless you come to that point um, obviously as an unsaved person the first step is accepting Jesus Christ as your savior and realizing that you're a sinner and that without um, accepting his free gift of salvation and understanding that he shed his blood to forgive you of all of your sins and you know coming to him at the cross and accepting that gift of salvation that's the first step but as a child of God you can lose your own soul because um, you can gain the whole world. And that doesn't just mean possessions. That just, just doesn't mean, um, no, it's more than you that. know, yeah. stuff. For Paul, Paul was gaining the whole world. Yeah. You know, he had all of this stuff. I mean, he had, he had the doctorates. He had the people backing him. He was a, he was a champion for the cause of religious, um, extermination of these rebel yeah. Christians. He was Hitler and, before well, we Hitler. Would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would have classified him as kind of like a terrorist um, yeah. in the sense of, you know, literally he caused the Christians to tremble. Yeah. And, and yet he was the one that came to that point of humbling himself before God. And God just literally, you have to be willing to have your life revolutionized. 
and completely turned upside down. It's a radical and, change. Um, yeah, it is. It is. It is. You got to get out of your thinking. Every single realm of life. You, you have to change your thinking. And in yeah. order to do this, and, and I know we've been covering the book of Philippians, folks. I know we're dealing with those with wounded spirits or hurting hearts. But I'm here to tell you, God will give you everything you need to live the kind of life that the Apostle Paul's living. God will give you the confidence you need. God will give you uh, the kindness. God will give you those things in your life that make a difference. God will give those to you. And he'll bring those to you. And he'll make a difference for you. And, and I think the, the hardest thing for those of us to fathom over and over again, and those of us who, like, you know, my army career before I was a born-again Christian and, and those types of things, you know, I, I look back at that so fondly, but that's nothing. I mean, that's, that's a drop uh, in, the, in the ocean compared to what one thing for God does. And I, I think along the way, we're missing this stuff. And, and I think it's so important that we take a break, we kick back, and we, we take account of our lives for God. And we say, what's important to us? You know, what is, what is my defining purpose? Am, am I esteeming others more than myself? Am I more worried about Philippi than I am here in this jail cell? Am I more worried about my, keeping my past alive than I am to serving God? Am I more worried? I think that's what this all comes down to. I think, it, I think this is all coming down to, you know, why am I living? What, what is this all about? And, and, you know, folks, you can get rid of a whole lot of wounded spirit. You can get rid of a whole lot of PTSD when we get off the couch. We learn our Bible. We're, we're in our appointed places at church where, where we've got that good friend, that person that challenges us biblically. We, we have that Sunday school teacher. I mean, the past, it grows pretty dim, doesn't it, Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. It makes, there's that um, song that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for one his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace where yeah, our eyes are fixed on him. And I think of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, where we're told to lay aside the weights. You know, sometimes those weights can be all those good things that we do, that list of standards that's so awesome, that's so maybe godly even, but it's become a weight that's literally keeping us. And, you know, I'm not saying we ditch our standards or ditch, no, you know, I'm... looking different from this world, but when it's about us when it's about that's how I earn favor with God and that's how I am a good Christian whoa 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 you better stay back because that's confidence in the flesh yeah. and that is not glorifying God not a little. and um and that looking to Jesus you know I think the more we just look to Jesus all of these things will grow strangely dim in the yeah. light wow man that's a good song you know I'm going to be singing that song the rest of the day that's a lot better than singing Stairway to Heaven or something like that, praise God. And, and uh, that's some good music right there. And, 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 and so, you know, what verse comes to mind when you think about pride? When you think about somebody, one of our brothers or sisters that are listening right now, they really struggle with not wanting to let go of the past and accomplishments and uh, things of that nature. What verse comes to your mind? What verse would you share that with them? Wow. Well, there's verses in Proverbs. Um, there's lists in Proverbs of things that God hates, things that are an abomination to him. Yeah. And um, I, I think I can't remember the reference, but the one that says um, pride, arrogancy, 
evil way and the forward mouth do I hate, saith the Lord. And, you know, when the rubber meets the road, confidence in the flesh is pride. And it's arrogance and it's an evil way. And most of the time, it involves a forward mouth. And God says, you know, these are things I hate. And wow, um, that's a scary thing to realize that even us as Christians can be living our lives in such a way, even looking, looking, and I, the emphasis is on the looking. It's not a hard thing. And, you know, people, there's people that don't look it to that, that are proud and arrogant. But, um, you know, God, God's looking at our hearts. And he sees where our dependence lies. He sees where our focus is. He sees those motives. And if this does anything, it you know, it should drive us to our knees and drive us to that to that point of David, you know, where he cries out to God and says, you know, um, you know, search me, O God, and, and try me, know my thoughts, and just seeking the Lord with all of our hearts to walk humbly before him. And um, yeah. I think I think the more we focus on Jesus and um, serving Him and loving Him and walking humbly before Him, it makes it so much easier to deal with all of these other things in life because God gives that guidance, He gives that wisdom, and it and He just leads us yeah. in the way He has for us and gives us that discernment. And you know, even you know. God will give you the discernment for the dogs and the evil workers and the people that are shred you. God will open your eyes and will give you wisdom in how to deal with those situations um, because that has to be done in the power of the Spirit as well. Yeah. And, you know, every aspect of life is so wrapped up in this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's powerful. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, You know, the verse I was thinking of, and I, I well, I can't look it up because i got everything shut off, but... That one, that verse, I think it's Proverbs 16 somewhere. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. better is to be a humble spirit with a lowly, than to divide the spoil with the proud. And I think, I think that list you're talking about, we'll have to have you post that. That's perfect. That's exactly what we need to remember as we're going through this journey of life. We need to remember what God hateth, because we don't want to be part of that. And, and you know that verse over there in Proverbs, that it's better to have a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide spoil with the proud. And uh, it, it, those things that are behind us, I count loss. That's what Paul said, I count that loss. In closing, folks, those things that are behind you count loss. I mean, be proud of your yeah. kids. Be I get all that. But when it comes to God, serve God, man. That's what this is yeah. all about. This is, hey, I know this is a tough study. I, I know we're dealing with those of you who got uh, wounded spirits and you've been hurt and your hearts are hurting, but let me tell you, God's got everything you need to serve him. We sure do love you folks. Stephanie, any last words for our brethren out there? Anything you want to say to them before we say goodbye? Well, I would just say focus on Jesus and who he wants you to be and let, yeah. um, you know, let the vitamin D of the Son of God so to speak, yeah. wash away those toxins and impurities out of your system and let him bring the joy of the Lord to your face and your life. And what was that verse you just said, turn your eyes, that song, turn your eyes upon Jesus? Oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus is the title yep, yeah. of that hymn. 
Folks, look that up. We'll, maybe we'll post the lyrics to that, too. We sure do love you, folks. Hey, look for us over on our private web pages or over there on Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you wherever you are in the world. Missionaries, we're praying for you, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all real soon. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.